Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Ernesto, Alexi, and Stephanie. Hello. Hello. Hi. Today we're going to be playing Block by Block Uprising, designed by Greg Loring Albright and T.L. Simons. The artist was T.L. Simons, and it was published in 2022 by Out of Order Games. In Block by Block Uprising, each player controls a faction of revolutionaries, fighting against the police in the streets of a city that changes with each game. Build barricades, clash with police, occupy districts, loot shopping centers, build mutual aid networks, and liberate the city before time runs out and the military arrives. The mechanics are action points, area majority influence, betting and bluffing, cooperative game, grid movement, hidden roles, modular board, semi-cooperative game, simulation, Solo Solitaire game, and variable player powers. And the box art? Looks like a war zone. <laughs> it's, it's pretty. Okay. It definitely pops out at you. It's got very hard red and blue. I assume rebellion and police. There's some uh, cube-looking people yeah. in the streets. Yeah, A uh, little van crashing through. Looks like one of those armored SWAT trucks. I'll say it's very striking just looking at it. Yeah. Um, you get the heavy contrast with like the nice orange on one side and like the nice blue on the other. You got a bunch of people doing a bunch of jobs. Somebody looks like they're hucking a brick at some cops. There's a I lot mean, of bricks hucking. There's a lot. There's a lot of brick hucking. But don't worry, because you've also got a guy with some goggles who looks like they're gathering food, doing a little fist just, bump. There's just some groceries at the bottom. Well, yeah, I mean, people need to eat. Yeah. You think brick hucking is easy? I don't know. It's a, it's a work. It's, <laughs> I think the part that gets me the most. How do we work? Why are there fireworks in the top corner? Yeah, it's kind of weird. They haven't really won yet, clearly, because they're at war. Oh, so is it the police shooting the fireworks, or it was what? just this just happened to happen on fireworks day? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I guess Independence Day is a good day to rebel. I don't know a lot about grins, but usually your mouth isn't wide open when you grin. Well, you're not a block. I'm not a cube, <laughs> though. You're right. Uh, would you pick this up off a shelf? I would at least give it a shot. Yeah, I think I would pick it up and at least look at it. Yeah, it's a small box that speaks volumes. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of like how the cubes look the little people cubes so i might have been turned away from like just that art design because i'm looking at the side of the box and that's all i'm looking at is just like cubes but if i'm looking at the front of it it's a little bit more interesting there's a little bit more going on so i guess depending on how it's displayed in like a store or something that would kind of decide that uh I'm going to say no, probably for the same reason I wouldn't pick up cubitos is because it's the whole like, oh, we have wooden cubes. We're going to make that a play on words. I thought was dumb, um, but I like cubitos. So maybe this will surprise me. But yeah, I don't know. That's something that kind of just like, meh. And then, uh, I mean, political themes are always hit, hit or miss. So uh, I'd have to like probably research more before I like jumped into it, I think. But to build off of what you said, yeah, political stuff is is. It's a bit of a crapshoot. Like you never really know what you're going to get. All right. Uh, how do you think it's played? Well, you want me to list those mechanics for you again? No. You know, you can. I'm not going to remember all of them. I remember there were like three or four different types of co-op. Yeah. It was full co-op, semi-co-op. There are action points, area majority yep. influence, betting and bluffing, grid movement, hidden roles, modular board, simulation, variable player powers, which is kind of the same as some of those other ones. So just looking at this, you got, you got your different sections of the city. You've got what I'm assuming are police areas of control. 
Um, and then you have, you know, your four, your four colors here. I'm guessing they all have their own separate abilities or capability to move around or generate different resources. Um, the betting or like the, the bluffing thing. The only thing I can think of is that like, I'm going to risk this number of people doing this job and hope that we don't all get shot by the cops. See, I was thinking Mm -hmm. it's, we're all working towards the same goal of, you know, getting rid of the police or whatever uprising we're doing. But then like, I'm going to say, Hey, Eric, I'm not going to take that, uh, that piece over there. That's, that's your turf. But then when it's beneficial to me, I'll try and take it away or something. That's kind of my thought that there might be some of that, like semi-cooperative and like the bluffing maybe. We say area control. I see a lot of roads and, uh, Shopping carts, I assume we're going to be trying to capture locations with our blocks and generate resources and probably blockade them from the police or maybe each other. Blocking each other just feels like such an odd move. It just seems like for, for a game that is is leaning this hard into like the political aspect, you'd really want to stress like full co-op. But so, that's not so much the case, is it? In a lot of these, there's a lot yeah. of uh, crossfire between different factions. Competing interests. Everyone's trying to accomplish a goal when yeah. they can suddenly be united in only one thing, the freedom from law. There's always like varying yeah. factions on how that would look and different interest groups. Okay, yeah, fair. All right. Uh, well, you know, you tell me the history of um, this uprising. You know, you know, Eric, you say you say it every time on this podcast that it's like book club, but for board games. And, you know, I, I got a question for you. How many how many gunfights with the cops have we been in as a book club, but for board games? Zero, you say? <laughs> I'm going to need to confer with the team. <laughs> One. What? Okay. Well, the reason I ask is because today we're going to be talking about a book club that did a lot of that sort of stuff. And uh, to explain a little bit about how all this came about, we're going to have to go back to the year 1905, right, in Russia. So a lot of shit going on at that time. And um, to kind of gloss over a very big chunk of it, because Russia is a very big place, got a lot of rich history in there. On January 22nd, 1905, you had essentially the the czar's people, the, the Cossacks, open fire on a group of unarmed protesters, right? So Bloody Sunday happens. A lot of people die. And uh, this really initiates a lot. You get the czar trying to crack down on progressive thought, socialist thought, communist thought, everything that doesn't really jive with what the czar wants, which is to stay in power, Right. And to kind of push back against that, you get a lot of people who are like, man, this really sucks. Uh, I just watched my brother get shot in the face during a a, a peaceful protest. Maybe there's something to this whole, you know, not being ruled by czars sort of thing. So that kind of sets the stage for where we are. And we're going to go from there to a little place called Huliaipoli in Ukraine. Okay. And it's where we're going to, we're going to get a gentleman named Voldemar Antony who's college educated, you know, very intelligent man, very, uh, very anarchy minded, who is going to start spreading anarchist literature around, you know, a small group of friends and all of that. They get together, they meet up, they discuss, you know, all, all, all the goings on with these, uh, these books, trying to you know, talk about what they want to do. And um, to, to quote one of the members of this group, once they started talking for about six or seven months or so, 
um, he said that it rid his soul once and for all of the lingering remnants of the slightest spirit of servility and submission to any authority. So this book club, you know, started out with one educated man spreading around some anarchist literature. Started to pick up a little bit of steam here. And again, after those six months, uh, this group decided, look, all right, talking about books is fine. Talking about all this thought is fine. What we really need to do is start taking some direct action. So they did what they called expropriation against the local bourgeoisie and what I think you or I would call um, breaking and entering and theft. So they would go to all these rich people's houses. They would take their money. They would take their stuff and then they would sell it to go buy guns. Right. You know, as any book club is, is want to do. Um, in addition to that, you also had the government at the time, I guess, Tsar Nicholas II, who was in power, who was um, <clears throat> trying to, like, divide the working class even more, right? So he's like, listen, peasants don't like us, and they all don't like us. What if we decided to just give some of those peasants a little bit more money and power and land than the rest of them, right? Then they would have something to lose when, when the Tsar gets out of power because not going to have that anymore. Um, essentially creating a group known as the Kulaks, right? So they're like the peasants with a little bit more money and power. And this book club is like, uh, no, we're not going to, we don't like that. We're going to go burn your shit. So they basically wandered around to all the big landowners, set fire to everything, stole more stuff. And they got themselves uh, in some trouble with uh, the police superintendent, Karyachinsev, who arrested a bunch of members of this book club, took them to the police station and tortured them for a while. They get into about six or seven gunfights with the cops. They um, end up trying to assassinate the governor. They end up trying to blow up the base of the secret police in Huliaipoli. And eventually they arrest or kill everybody but two people. One of which goes on to become essentially a Ukrainian warlord fighting for uh, liberty in Ukraine. And um, the other one lives a nice, lovely life until 88 where he dies. So they ended up putting one of these guys in a, in a cell called the hole. When he was in there, he said, once inside these cells, one half feels that one has climbed down into the grave. One has the feeling that only one string fingertips are clinging to the surface of earth. One then thinks of all who being yet at large cling to their beliefs and hopes intent upon doing something good and useful in the struggle for a better life. Does that fill you with a, with a revolutionist spirit? No, it makes me dislike anarchists. <laughs> Alright, would you like to know how to play? Yes, I'd like to play this game. So there are uh, eight types of districts. Worker, student, neighbor, prisoner, state, public, commercial, and highway. Um, we are going to be taking action. So at nighttime, so I guess the first question is, do we want to play fully cooperatively or do we want to play semi-cooperatively? Does it say which one is more or less intended? Semi. Okay. <laughs> We're currently tied. Yeah. You know, for a first play, co-op sounds easier. Okay. We are playing Lame. cooperatively. So you're going to take a turn at night uh, that takes three steps. Uh, the first step is police ops. At the start of each turn, uh, we're going to draw a police ops card that's going to kind of tell us. Uh, so based on the morale tracker, that's how many cards we're going to pull. And then those cards will have some sort of information that will affect the round. Could do things like move the squads around. So they, we have white cubes representing the squads and we also have the trucks. That's where sort of more will come out of. Uh, so at the start of your turn, then, so after after you select the, the police card, you're going to uh, take one of the actions. So your actions are, your basic actions, if you are not in a clash, are movement and barricade. Your advanced action would be loot, build occupation, or swap an occupation. Or if you are in a clash, you can only 
defeat one squad, kick out two squads, or attack a van. Uh, so movement uh, is basic movement. We'll probably get into that more when we go. Uh, the barricades will slow police down like you would expect. Uh, looting will give you different loot cards, so it'll give us uh, different cards that will help us out. Uh, building an occupation is kind of the goal. You're going to basically convert the district into one of your districts. Uh, it will lower the police morale by one. And then we can also swap the uh, occupation, which I don't think will, I guess it might come into play where we can trade them uh, for a different occupied type. Um, I think that'll come up a lot more in semi-co-op play, but I'm not sure. The different occupations will give us different occupation actions based on what we do. Uh, and then our, our factions have special abilities on them too that will kind of come into play. Uh, when you attack, so when you're in a clash, you can defeat one police squad, which will be removing it from the game. You can kick out two, which will be pushing them adjacent to a block, kind of like it was in um, the oil game, the oil spill game. I did not play that. No, he didn't. No. Kind of like the oil spill game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you can attack a police van, which are, uh, they take three attacks in the same night to be destroyed. And those are kind of the big thing to kind of take out. And then we have sunrise, which is basically a reset round where the police are going to, uh, repair the police vans. Uh, the police squads are going to attack back and then the police vans will move around spitting guys out. When you liberate a district, you'll flip over the card. Uh, and then to win, we uh, uprising liberates the city. So if all factions have a condition token placed on them with a completed completion card, the game ends and all factions win. Uh, if the tank gets to uh, game over, the game is over. <laughs> the counter insurrection is unleashed according to the rules. And if any faction loses all of their blocks, uh, then we all lose. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the gist of it. I think we'll figure out more as we. Like read some of the cards and stuff, but uh, we'd each have our own agenda if we were playing semi co-op. Let's play. We just finished a game of block by block uprising. Uh, to recap, we have defeated the police. We liberated, we need to liberate uh, 11 districts of the 25, and uh, we met all of our victory conditions. Um, any, what was our strategy? Mob up and crush them. Yep. <laughs> Four mobs, separate the police, Sep and roll around. Separating your blocks is, uh, it's very dangerous. You want to have as many cubes on your side when you go in. Um, mm -hmm. Taking out vans as quickly as possible is very useful. Yeah. Yeah, removing vans, keeping the police morale down. Yeah, don't let the police intimidate you. You got to intimidate them. Yeah, uh, I think what really helped us was looting. Oh yeah, like setting up that graffiti, setting up the mutual aid stations, and then being able to draw like nine cards <laughs> and stack our plus our plus three Molotovs. Yeah, um, they really came in handy multiple times. The loot really drew us together. It was a lot of uh, hoping for luck, and then if you had a bunch of groceries or Molotovs, you were good to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, what did you think of the theme? Did you feel like a uprising uh, moving block by block? Yeah, you know, honestly, kind of. Yeah. In that you start with really nothing. You have to <laughs> kind of like get yourself a foothold. You feel very outnumbered in the beginning, right? Like there's there's a lot of police. There's a lot of vans. Like you feel very reactive. And then once you start getting that momentum and you start getting people and you start getting places and you start building things and getting your your um loot card centers together like 
it felt nice. And, you know, you felt like you're collaborating with everyone else around and, um, the cascading. Cause the like cascading. you kind of start, it's hard to get that first liberation and then like slowly spreads out. And then by the end, we're just like, yeah, we get three more districts. Yeah. Like when you corral the cops into their own little, uh, their own little person square and then barricade it, you know, like it just, you definitely felt like the power dynamic shift yeah. over the course of it. And uh, it felt good. I liked it. Yeah. Thematically, this was a solid, like nine out of 10 for me. You start off with a pair of dudes who have a vision to uh, <laughs> usurp the rule of this city. And they just run around getting followers until you finally start flipping districts to your control, building improvements, graffitiing around and looting. And then you get to the point later on where you're driving charter buses to block <laughs> off streets and crashing vans. Yeah. It definitely felt more thematic than I was expecting. I thought it'd be like, oh, it'll be an interesting theme instead of like a pandemic. It'll be, you know, this. But um, just the way I feel like you mob up and, and sort of slowly move around and expand. It felt pretty good. Pretty right. Yeah, I, I have nothing really more to add. <laughs> yeah. Like it really feels like it fits the theme pretty well. Uh, table presence. Uh, would this jump out at you if you were to walk by and see it? Uh, I would say so. Um, I actually think the table presence actually attracts me more than the art on the box. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really like the black and white theme going on with like the little bit of color from each of the characters. Um, one thing that's interesting is the more you play, the more color is added to the map and everything. So I just, I think I like it. Yeah. No, if I saw this thing spread out, I mean, like the, like you said, it is a very colorful game, just not really at the start. Mm -hmm. All the cops are white cubes, white vans. The city itself is on a black mat um, you know, with the black tiles. But like all your loot cards are pretty vibrant. Your actual cubes are very colorful. And you can tell just looking at the board, like the more color there is on it, like the better you are doing. And it's a very, I don't, I don't want to call it like a base reaction to it, but it's nice to just start with something that's grayscale and end with this nice mass of, of colorful cubes on there. My only thing would be if I feel like if you walk by, it would catch your eye. But like, would it scream like uprising? I feel like maybe the occupation tiles could be a little more interesting. I feel like there's missing just like something that shows like, I don't know, like the uprising feel from the actual map. But I, you also don't want to get too busy. So I, I'm not like it's a nitpick, but I do think like looking at it, maybe the graffiti spots could be a little bit more um it seems like there just should be like one little artistic element that kind of like make when you walk by, you glance and go like, oh, some, something crazy has happened in that city. Actually, the fire is really weak. Mm -hmm. We have little tokens that are supposed to be you burn something down and they're just so tiny and small that it's like I, I, if you're looking at like an uprising, I want to see some big fires somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I would want. Like with one thing that goes, like you look back, oh, that's a cool city. Why is it burning? <laughs> I think it depends. If you saw this game laid out, ready to be played, and you were sitting there waiting for people to come and play with you, people would walk by and see none of the items, mm -hmm. just a black and gray map with mm -hmm. none of the color in it and a couple of cubes. I think this game would not have a good table presence unless it was already mid-game. Yep. Now, which is cool because it gets more interesting as you go. But you're right; like it wouldn't jump out at the start. An easy fix to your. Molotov or fire and graffiti, I think would just be to make them take up the whole corner. Mm -hmm. uh, when it was black and white, it felt more spy like than it did like uprising mm -hmm. mechanics. Uh, how did you feel mechanically? So I guess so. this is a um, what did I call it? A uh, firefighting 
cooperative. So like in the vein of pandemic or the spill that we just played, uh, I guess, how does it compare mechanically to those? Well, one thing is that we played full cooperative. Um, there is a semi. Um, I'm not sure how that plays, but I do really like how the cooperative aspect was. There was a lot of communication. There was never really like one person just focuses on their own thing. And I, I think that that really worked well. Um, when you look at like the spill, it has like that push out mechanic. This one, it felt like the push out mechanic was slightly like less effective. Like it, it had its moments, but definitely like going for like killing something mm-hmm. was much better than going for a push out mechanic. I think like like most of these types of games, there's not much to stop somebody from trying to run the whole game, um, which can be an issue. But I do think that's where the semi co-op comes in, because just having that like little bit of hidden information, then it, you can no longer tell people what to do because you don't know their optimal action. So I like I do like that they added that. And then if your group doesn't have this issue, you can play full cooperative, which was great. And if it does have that issue, then you can change it to semi co-op, which would just change the dynamic a bit. So I do really like that piece. Um, and that mechanically, I think having a map is, I like maps, so that's always nice. And then, but like compared to the spill, I would say the spill was a little bit tighter, maybe in terms of like, like you said, like every action felt super useful in that. Um, this time there were some actions we didn't necessarily use, but it, I think the fact that they, they gave you a lot more things to do in this game, there's a lot more choices to make. It's just sometimes they were clearly like, this is not a great action. Or sometimes you had weird dice and you're like, I have nothing really to do. So. Uh, overall, I thought it was solid. There was a little bit more luck base to mm-hmm. win, which was kind of difficult. We were at a point where towards the end, uh, we had one location that we really just needed to take. And like two rounds in a row, we got blocked because of one card. And it was like, that could be a little annoying if you're trying to like, you've got a strategy, you're kind of going something. And it's just that one random card that ruins it. Yeah. Funnily enough, I actually really liked the randomness mechanic because uh, it made you have to build a bunch of preparations and we ended up with cops stuck in a surrounded by barricades because of it. Small quality of life, though, there we only played the starter map and you can apparently have it be randomized. It's not visually very easy to sometimes see connections between blocks, especially when they're black and white. Even on black and white cards, it would be nicer if they had like a red border around the side that can't connect or some small addition. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I will also say like at the beginning of the game, when we first started it, it felt like we did not have enough actions at all. Like we had like three dice and it's like, man, we have cops over here. We got this van over here. We got to take this space. We have to make sure we loot. Like it definitely felt you felt like the pressure was on at the beginning. And then once you start getting a little bit more people, you start getting stuff taken. Uh, it felt like it eased up a bit more. So kind of like address that, that problem mm-hmm. you were having where you had actions you didn't take. I felt that was a bit more of a luxury we had at the end of it. Oh, yeah. Where we had more items that we could use and we had um, more free spaces. Where we didn't have to worry about having to like fight our way through six squares worth of police. Or, you know, I, I liked it. It felt good. And even though I'm not really a fan of randomness in a lot of games, I felt like it thematically fit here um for the rules and learning the game we did so we had a a first round where we sort of butchered them badly in terms of how you can lower the police morale (laughs) and that version was way harder (laughs) um but so we lost real quick and then we tried it again and we figured out you know how to properly reduce the morale 
um, which is basically each time you build an occupied area, then it lowers it, which made it a lot, a lot more doable. Um, but it was still tricky. We still came down pretty close to the wire. Yeah, what do you think learning the game? It was an uphill curve at the beginning for sure. Uh, there are some nice quick reference guides, but there's a lot of missing crucial information. In It feels like it, after a point, I was expecting there was just something missing out of everything I read. It is both too much for a quick reference card and too little. Like they kind of were in between. Like they should have either had less that was either, you know, just the basics of the turn and you just had to go to the rules or put more in it. But it's pretty busy. Yeah, it was definitely a learning curve for me. Um, when we first started the first one, uh, I was just sitting there so confused because I was like, I don't see how we're supposed to win this game. Mm -hmm. um, but once we figured it out, we reread like some of the rules and retried the whole thing just because we realized we were doing the rules wrong. Um, there was still like a learning curve, I think. But once you kind of get into it, you figure it out. Mm -hmm. I don't really have much to add. Yeah, yeah I absolutely fine. agree with you. Yeah, it's um, the actual game part itself is not too difficult to play. And honestly, I don't even think it's that difficult to, to really convey the main goals of it. It's just it is kind of a lot when you first sit down and look like, you know, you have all these different squares You have to figure out how the cops move. You have to figure out how the vans move. You have to figure out what happens if you have two vans on one square um, you know, does, does a single person try to break through a double barricade, break the whole barricade, a couple mm -hmm. of like edge cases that we, which die need actions and yes. which die don't matter for action. Yeah. Do you need to have a person on this square to use like a mutual aid thing? And we determined you did not. And you know, just small things, but for the most part, I think they were all addressed in the rule book, if not the quick reference, except for the damn building morale, which yeah. really threw us off in the first first time yeah the rule book is very wordy there's a lot of words i wish there i like rule books with a lot more bullet points um that can sort of give you more step by step instead of just giant paragraphs of words um and then they're just kind of one of those rule books where it's they'll mention it like meetings how to go to a meeting here and how to resolve a meeting here but then half the information is in one half is in the other so it's like you gotta oh it's not in this section let me double check the other second but if you don't know there's multiple sections then you just miss rules so it's um because yeah, i think the reason that we failed to do the morale thing is the um when you take an area what what is that called occupation. occupation when you occupy an area that was not in the section with the occupied there's a few sections where they talk about occupying it wasn't at the one that i was looking at so um yeah then there's, there's a section that a separate section that says like how to lower police morale because clearly i think the fact that they highlighted in a section that must be a common question like man how do we win how do we lower their morale because they did highlight it but until i flipped to that page i didn't see it so uh yeah a little tricky on the rule book uh, not that this one's this one wasn't awful. We have had much, much worse. Uh player interaction, I think we kind of have discussed it's a cooperative with a lot, a lot of communication. Probably more so than most like this. Yeah, it definitely you you need to communicate. I mean, like you could go without, but it would be very difficult. The communication is definitely a very key aspect to it, which sometimes they say cooperative, but you kind of do your own thing. And this mm -hmm. definitely didn't feel like that. What I liked is like a lot of things, like especially like liberating districts took, especially early on, multiple factions to get involved. Like you could not do it yourself. So I think that was important to like, especially in the early game of like making sure you work together. I also really liked, um, you really need to play to your, your I guess what you call it class, your, your demographic, whatever it is, their strength. Like we had the neighbors, you, we needed you on building duty. 
because your your barricades saved our ass multiple times when they tried to send the human wave at us and like start encroaching into our area. So then with the prisoners, we really needed you to go in there and take out some of the heavier hitters because you were able to roll better for that. We needed you to get behind, you know, take out isolated pockets of the police and just being able to put stuff down for free was super helpful for me. Mm-hmm. So it, it felt nice. Yeah. You need to collaborate, play to your strengths and then get everybody together to start, start turning the tide. Would you play it again, Stephanie? Yeah, I think I would play it again. Uh, it is a, I don't know if it's just because of us, but it is a kind of long game. Um, I think I would need like some time in between. It's one of those games that like, I wouldn't just like, we have free time. Oh, let's play uh, block to block. But it's one of those like, it's been a few months. We haven't played block to block in a while. Let's play that one. Yeah, it's definitely uh, heavy for the mind and the body to go for his game. I think this took us, what, a four or five hour run? We're slow. Yeah, we are very slow. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a number of factors. We'd probably do it in two or three on a second attempt. We would we would hit that top end of the, the play the time. Play time. <laughs> listed. Um, that is like most of our games. If we, we are... can get into the range, we're doing good. <laughs> in fact, it was a lot of fun. I would even, after a few more plays, be happy with an expansion to this game that added some more cards or another mechanic or element to the game board. I could see that being fairly possible, actually. And the semi-cooperative one is interesting. There are six cards, four of which are just play cooperatively. So you might just be playing cooperative, but be suspicious of each other the whole game. Not 100% sure if that's my cup of tea for a game like this, but I would definitely play it again. Yeah, I I definitely would, too. Um, On the subject of expansions, I really think some more items or some more varied looking items would be nice. I was waiting this whole game to huck a brick at a police van. And you know, Molotovs are fine, but they'll give you that satisfying like that heft. Listen, I don't know what your problem is. We had a soup can. You didn't have the soup can. Well, I mean, we didn't have the mythical soup can. There was the riot dog that was plus three to people only. Why not a brick that's plus three to van only? Yeah. Yeah, no, I would definitely play it again. Felt fun. Um I liked being able to communicate with everybody. It felt like we were all playing the game together, which was nice. Um, The blocks, the little wooden cubes look great. I love just aesthetically looking at them. And it was very tactical, like a lot of planning, a lot of, um, you know, just enjoying the theme of it too, where you just huck nine Molotovs at a car just because you can. It's just, it's fun. I was borderline because usually my answer in any of these games is it was fun, but this isn't my style of game. Uh, this is probably one of the, my favorite of them that I can think of right now. So I will for Kiwi's records, I will say yes. Um, so, I mean, I like the map piece. I like the movement. Uh, it is probably the most fun of these type of games. I don't know if I'd say it's the best mechanically, but it's just more fun. But yeah, this is what I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would keep it in my collection just because I don't. It's too long. I say this about all these games too. They're too long. Um, and I just, I can't imagine when I would pull this out to play, which is again, it's all, it's pretty much all these sort of types of, of action, uh, fire control type games, but yeah, it was pretty good. All right. That was a uh, block by block. If you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at firstturncast. 
The Podcasting Camel says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. This is why we don't trust the neighbors. You're the fucking prisoners. Yeah, I don't like you. Wow, why do you think the police are so pissed off? Maybe you shouldn't have broken out of jail. (laughs) I feel like we're already falling apart. (laughs) I feel like there's a traitor in our midst. The unity didn't work out. Hey, I heard the liberation's happening. Hey, like a, is this where the meeting is? We're looking for the meeting. Nah, just liberation. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the problem is we just don't know where the meeting is being held. These van moved. We do not liberate. Check me. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn getting... meeting. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, one goes, countdown. no one goes to meetings. Where we need our student radio is back up and running. Oh, finally. <laughs> and we be- the neighbors became an autonomous district. This makes total sense. I, I love that, Fuck. like... And the prisoners took over the government. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the groceries are currently. Yeah.